So, um, you ever heard of D&D? Eh, a couple times. Okay, yeah. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm actually more interested in hearing what board games you play. Uh, oh. Because uh, I know you've been playing Kingdom Death Monster, right? Mm-hmm. Or at yeah, least, yeah. or at least painting the miniatures. But I, I imagine playing it as well. But uh, yes, uh, I'm just curious what uh, or some of your favorites. How much you're into the board game scene? Because I'm very, very deep at this point into it. Uh, Hell yeah! So, just what are you? What are some of your your favorites? Yeah, I um I haven't gotten as deep over the pandemic because it's hard to play multiplayer games when oh, yeah. people can't get together. Right. Um, though there is, I guess, a tabletop simulator and stuff. But to me, mm. it's something about being around the table. For uh, sure. But yeah, like um, I mean, I've man, I grew up with the classics, but the games that continue to come back years and years and years had a and still have occasionally a a deep uh, affair with uh, Mansions of Madness. Ooh, okay. My fantasy flight games, the uh, OG like the... or the uh, the new edition or both. Well, the new edition I like because I actually get to play. Because the previous edition <laughs> I had to always be the keeper. So you were um, always stuck being the the guy running it. Yeah, because I was the person I with see. the patience to do all the setup and put all the cards out there, and gotcha, uh, gotcha. we enjoyed it. But it was very much an endeavor on my part every time mm. we played. So everyone's like, "Let's just play a quick game." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> easy minutes. for you to say." Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm a yeah, big fan of the newer edition. Yeah. Uh, got all the expansions for it, and mm. uh, we've we've told a lot of ridiculous tales around a table with friends. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think I've played the first scenario that it comes with, and then I played the early early stuff. But it's the one where you're in like a hotel or something, and like there's like a mob that circles the hotel. I don't know if you remember. Oh this yeah, one. yeah, that yeah, one was a lot the, of fun uh... as well. That one's cool. Um, and I think that's the only one I've... Or only two I've played. Just because I'm the type of player where I'm constantly buying new stuff. So my wife will be like, can we just play a game that we know we like? It's right. like, no, we have 20 <laughs> more games we have to play. Um, have you played uh, Arkham Horror, the card game? I haven't played the card game. I've played the board game a few times. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first time I played it made every subsequent time trying to like it mm, if that makes sense like interesting i enjoyed arkham horror um but it was challenging when the game would take so long to play mm, okay. okay and finding the right people that could get into it on the same scale was challenging sure. i think the most fun i had with arkham horror was i found a, a community made character generator where you could customize and create your own investigators oh okay cool with with the actual like building balance rules of the game, so like it, they were balanced for the game. You weren't making anything mm. overpowered, but you can add any sort of picture to it. And so the most fun I had with that game was we we had a, a team that was Ash from Evil Dead, Laura Croft, Akuma <laughs> from Street Fighter, and I think oh, Alistair Crowley. Okay. And uh, that was fun because we were all role playing characters that should not be together going after near left attempts. So it was a it was a good time. Nice, nice. <laughs> I haven't played the card game. How's the card game? The card game is great. I actually have I played Ar- actually I don't I have not played Arkham Horror. I have played Eldritch Horror, which to me uh. was one of those things where it felt too long for and I'm not opposed necessarily to a, to a long game, but it felt too mm-hmm. long for what it was for me. Like it, right. it felt it felt like um like a pandemic combined with Arkham Horror or like Mansions of Madness that sort of aesthetic. Because I've played like gotcha. Elder Sign and like uh, Mansions of Madness, Arkham Horror, the card game. It's all the same sort of fantasy flight 
you know universe uh hell yeah with very similar concepts and stuff but uh yeah it just it had been recommended to me for a very long time and when i finally sat down to play it i was like this was fun but it was too long and i've played better games that are just a better version of this arkham horror the card game though i love mansions of madness but arkham horror the card game i think i like better because Ooh. it appeals more to my mindset of i like um it, it gives you like light sort of deck building where you're getting like you know it's a progression game where like you right between missions you keep the stuff you get little stats and stuff Ooh, but it's okay. like a it's like a mini campaign so it's not overwhelming like um i don't know how familiar you are with like gloomhaven or things like that oh yeah yeah very mm -hmm. so like gloomhaven i love but you know it's takes i've been playing for like two years and still have not got i'm like a third of the way <laughs> through the content Damn. yeah whereas arkham horror the card game it's like with the original box you get what i forget like a handful of missions uh and then you can just play through them very smoothly they're fun well written uh they give you the same sort of because you're you're the cards are like locations and you go around them almost like a board uh and then you're kind of like flipping cards over and doing stuff so it does a lot with you know few components uh so it's a lot also a lot less setup i feel compared to something like mansions which and also i i love mansions but those miniatures those bases are fucking terrible i don't know <laughs> the big old clunky plastic <laughs> those <nightmares>. terrible black <laughs> clunky things and the things don't stay in there uh i <sighs> I, I love miniatures but I'm, sometimes i have to play with them because i'm like some of my friends are like just use the token. It's like I can't. No, do dude, that. I feel you on that. <laughs> that box is too big to warrant me not using the goddamn miniatures. Exactly. That in that box. Uh, I'm not gonna use my imagination. That's bullshit. Exactly. Uh, so I have to. <laughs> but I, it's a, it's a mess. But the game I love. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now, any other games that uh, tickle your fancy? Uh, well, it's been a mainstay. Uh, we've, I mean, Small World is always a classic. Mm -hmm. um, every once in a while, um, uh, God, what else have we really been enjoying? It's 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 hard when you keep going back to the same games. Like you you have the issue where you play, you need to play every game. We find a handful that we really like, and we just play them to death. That's what normal um, people do. No, that's <laughs> like normal people don't have like the I have the giant, you know stereotypical five by five Calax shelf filled with and there's games spilling into my office it's just disgusting hell yeah and hell no yeah. well hell, i mean hell yeah for me my wife is like oh my god and she loves games too but she's like this you need to play these damn games before you get more uh but i can't help myself no fair enough yeah no um yeah the recent obsession's just been kingdom death like i remember when it came out mm. on kickstarter years ago and i just lost track of it and uh, a friend of mine had gotten into it during the pandemic and was like this is something you would enjoy and i'm like oh it's a little pricey it's like a boutique game mm. but the minis are really pretty and i have a lot of time in this pandemic you know in the early parts to start painting maybe right. so i went in on it not really more for the minis than the game but mm. the game sounded interesting and um it's a problem now ah, uh nice it's got just enough 
you know, it has has a campaign element, like a legacy type campaign where you're you're constantly building your settlement between uh, battles, but it has a tactical battle element to it with the minis in between, but then you get the resources to make equipment, which has like a, a monster hunter aspect to it. And then mm. there's a lot of narrative story events that happen. And that's that's the real hook for me. If you can tell a story through the game, mm. um, and you know, me and my wife at the table can kind of tell the story of what's happening and in this game usually horrible things happening mm. in a hilarious way oh yeah um then then i'm then we're hooked so that's that's been the current obsession right now i'm, I'm behind on all the new all the new shiny stuff in the board game industry but i'm sure once we can all step out into the light again i'm gonna dive at the first game convention to just like see see what i've missed right right yeah kingdom death is one of those games where like mechanics wise if i just hear about it it sounds like a game I would not like at all because it has a lot of dice rolling and the dice, you can just get your fucking shit wrecked on a roll. Uh, but boy, is that game thematic? Like, because mm-hmm. I, I played it maybe, I don't own it, but a friend does. Uh, and I've played maybe three, I want to say three, four different games, uh, mm-hmm. like several different, you know, hunts or whatever in each, in each playthrough. Uh, and like, like you said, the stories you can tell the thing you're always going to like, you know, tell people about the time, you know, there's, there's the very famous one, you know, I, I ripped the balls off the line. A lot of people do that. <laughs> and, but if, when you, when you first realize that's a thing you can do in that game, it, it fucking cracks you up. Um, and like, as much as I love Gloomhaven, have you played Gloomhaven? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've played a little bit. I haven't gotten like a two-year campaign into it. Like I love Gloomhaven's mechanics. Like I love like to me that's one of like my favorite designs in terms of like dungeon crawl. But mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about what's going on in that, in that story. <laughs> like I'm not a super big high fantasy person, uh, mm-hmm. and so something about Kingdom Death's almost like quirky. It's like very dark, but very it's very silly too. Like it's yeah, silly it's... and dark, and manages to have both. Gloomhaven is a little more straight laced, a little very like you know, super uh, self serious, super yeah. self serious, and I, I I think it's well written, and you know I I still enjoy you know all the effort and writing that's put into it, um, but it doesn't. I find with that game with the players I play with, we often kind of have to make our own fun with the characters, and like right. whereas Kingdom Death is more of like. It, it lends itself well to telling stories just through the crazy shit it throws at you. Yeah, and as long co- as you don't get too attached to a character. Like that, oh, that yeah. For me was, that was the hard entry point for me, because I'm used to games where, like, yeah, you invest in a hero, you know, whether it be mm. tabletop RPGs or other board games where you have a character, and that's your character of the game. And so part of the learning curve for it was realizing that, nope, they're just going <laughs> to die. You have to accept that, and you have to find the joy in the tragedy and the hilarity of how it happens. We had a, a game where uh, me and Marisha were playing. Mm. We were going on a hunt for the Screaming Antelope, and so along the hunt board, for those who haven't played, you like reveal cards that are randomly placed down or roll randomly for these different hunt events as you try and hunt the creature. And sometimes good things happen, sometimes neutral things happen, often really bad things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but she had the best character. Like it was, she had invested a lot in this character, and it, it mm-hmm. through some lucky rolls, it had great abilities, super high luck. So we could crit more. It was great. Um, on the way to this hunt, we get hit by frozen lightning, and she takes all of her armor and her arms are gone. And we're like, okay, oh. that's okay. You still got a lot of armor in other places. That's great. Yeah. Then we. We get a hunt event where we actually get to ambush the creature or the creature keeps eating while we can kind of figure out our, strate- our strategic advance on it. And we're like, all right, cool. We'll move our guys here. And then my wife, Marcia, goes, all right, I'm going to go ahead and try and pick this acanthus plant. 
or no, mm. it, was, it was it was a bug. It was a a, a bug nest. Mm. I'm like, go for it. She's like, yeah. She rolls, rolls a one, which means the bugs bite you. You take a damage to a random location. That's not too bad. She rolls, arms. Oof. All of her armor's gone. That means she has to roll in the severe injury table. Oh, rolls God. a one. Before the fight had started, her amazing character was eaten to death by bugs. <laughs> while the rest of the characters are like getting ready to pounce. I'm like, hey, uh. Wait, weren't we four people? You know, it's shit like that. Shit like that that is just, it's terrible. And if you invest too much, your heart breaks for a second, but then you step back and look at the hilarity of it, and it becomes a story you tell uh, when you're hanging out with people on the Discord like this. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, like, it's this, the, my first character, uh, I forget why I named him Steven. Anyway, his name was Steven. And then um, <laughs> he, in that White Lion fight, he got horribly just maimed. And basically, I mm -hmm. think he lost most of his limbs or something like that <laughs> and so he he wasn't going to be able to fight anymore but because of how glorious he sac like sacrificed his body in battle we decided to name our community steventown which it still is i think i think it's still steventown so it's like it's shit like that it's like it's 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 part of the story it's it's you weave your own fun lore and like and the game uh is always giving you material to further that lore. yeah and, and to your point, like naming the characters ridiculously adds to the fun. We started trying to be super serious oh, okay, and okay. making them cool names, and then now we go. We have like Good Wife Gary or uh, <laughs> Forgettable was it Forgettable Steve? You know, like they're all just ridiculous names, which even tell to the narrative. So, but anyway, that's that's been our recent obsession. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of obsessions, um, what are some other like, I guess interests you have that maybe people wouldn't necessarily know about at first glance hmm um at first glance like are you a weeb at all oh yeah i mean i'm 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 aged weeb okay you know okay. whereas whereas i I'm, I'm not up to date um when did the when did it cut off like what's the last most recent anime or manga that uh uh you got into most recent anime would have been, um, oh man, it probably would have been, or if that's too difficult, probably Demon Slayer, and oh, even then okay. it was only like only a little ways into it because it's just free time is is a luxury I don't have very often, and I got minis to paint, you know. Sure, um, sure, sure. But but no, like I've I grew up full blown weeb. I you know anime was my life in high school back when blockbuster mm. was still around and there was the adult animation section where you get <laughs> your your dvd rentals in your uh, exactly mm. or you'd have to buy them at you know small anime conventions in the dealers hall uh um, right, right. that was the only way you could get them back then yeah. uh, i guess a, i guess yeah. a better question instead of asking about recency is um what are some of your favorites like just all time favorites oh i mean it sounds so so trite to some extent, but Cowboy Bebop is still it's not such trite an at all, man. Okay. Cowboy Bebop fucking rules. It's definitely yes. it's definitely top ten for me. Easily, easily. Uh, love Cowboy Bebop. Um, uh, I it feels weird to say you're a fan of shows you've been part of, but I loved Fate Zero. Fate Zero mm. to me was just an amazing series, um, and I was super honored to be a part of that. Mm. Um, I mean, oh man. I, I'm, <laughs> all my big stuff is like back in the early mid 2000s and stuff. No, that's fine. Um, I'd love to hear some of, if you have any deep, deep cuts from the early 2000s. 
Oh, man. Uh, I mean, Evangelion isn't a deep cut, but Evangelion also is his own, has his own problems. But I remember in, enjoying at least it breaking a lot of boundaries for being for sure. super weird and a lot of, you know, fuck you to audience expectations at the very end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, oh, what was it called? Me and my, my girlfriend at the time, we were, I can't remember the name. It's early 2000s. What's the premise? Was a, it was another one of those... Or, like reverse harem sh- oh no it was a harem show the young boy bunch of girls kind of college age like uh, uh ooh, call- okay not my i know there's like a billion of those out there love hina love hina it's oh, like an old school we okay. got a new for a while there yeah um i mean like i name a bunch that i watched but like the ones that i was really into um you know uh attack on titan everyone kind of got into and that hit that was before i was even part of the cast on that mm. one i really enjoyed mm-hmm. um berserk of mm. uh both anime and manga on yeah. that one um bleach more mm. manga than anime on that one actually I, I read more of the bleach manga than actually watched the anime gotcha um back when it was like fan scanlations you just have friends oh, passing yeah. pdfs back and forth yeah um yeah. uh yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm aged, weeb. My time has passed. Sure. Uh, look, look, look at the new generation to carry on the joy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, I've managed to stick with it, but I'm, I usually only watch like um, a handful of things, new things a year, and my tastes are also. I mean, I'll try pretty much anything, but I think mm-hmm. I tend to veer more towards like slice of life stuff uh, as I grow older. And, and mm-hmm. less into like super fantastical stuff unless it's really well done um but i no i, I definitely at this point i'm still a, uh, a filthy weeb but hell yeah uh, i love a lot of the weirder stuff like paprika and you know a lot uh, of yeah, things yeah. that that just get really out there and and trippy like those those to me uh the ones that have the budget at least to really go that far Mm. I find a, a nice little escape from reality for a brief time. Have you seen um, Satoshi Kon's other stuff, like uh, Millennium Actress or uh, Tokyo Godfathers? No, I haven't actually. Okay, I highly recommend. I know a free time for you probably doesn't exist, but let's say you are in the mood for an amazing anime film. Uh, Millennium Actress is probably one of my favorite anime films of all time. Uh, okay it's very it it's very uh emotional but one of the most beautiful uh films ever um okay no i've seen cl- i've seen clips of both of these i just never actually watched the whole film this oh, is good yeah. to know yeah that one's great and tokyo godfathers is uh very heartwarming um those i think are two of, of my favorites of his uh and i would highly recommend them especially you know like if you like paprika i think uh all his stuff is is genius. Fantastic. I will say the uh, the the weeb goes deeper into video games for me. I think. Oh shit! That's... Well, let's get in, <laughs> let's dive into that shit then. Um, <laughs> like, uh, I mean, f- favorite video games? Ooh. Um. I mean, the Soul series. I'm eternally mm. a fan of. Mm. Um. Who do you play? Never. Oh wait, wait, Dark Souls or I th- I thought she's been Soul Calibur for a second. Oh no, sorry. No, yeah, Dark uh, Souls. Which I, got it, got I'm, it. I'm 
I'm decent at, at, at Soul Calibur too. I was more of a 2D like Street Fighter player back in the day, but gotcha, uh, gotcha. I'm decent at Soul Calibur. Uh, but no, the Soul series like Dark Souls, Demon Souls, mm. Bloodborne. I guess Soulsborne you would call the whole genre, but uh, love those games. Uh, obsessed with them. Um, as far as old, I mean, I grew up on JRPGs like that. That was mm. my, my parents. Sure, like they raised me, but I, <laughs> but, but the I'm real parents. Sure. Yeah, I mean, if we're gonna talk about it, you know, the the real true core of my morality probably comes from JRPGs, and uh, um, like I grew up tearing through the the whole Breath of Fire series up to Breath of Fire Four, mm. um, uh, Lufia, um, uh, I mean, all Final Fantasies, of course. Uh, up to a certain point. Once again, I just kind of fell away after 13 of it. Mm. Um, uh, God, there was... How was it? Do you have a favorite Final Fantasy? Ark the Lad. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, oh, man. Favorite Final Fantasy. That's a tough call. I... I think 6 is my mm. favorite as far as the story goes. Mm-hmm. Um, seven had a profound impact on me, but that was also just, it was the right age. I was like sure. just getting into high school when seven came out and was in that like 14 year old trying to discover myself. And then this <laughs> cold, wild cinematic RPG hits with like pseudo steampunk elements back before it was really called steampunk. And you were like, right. wow, that's crazy. Um, so I think seven is still a, a favorite of mine. I think six was the better story. Mm. Um, and if we're not talking narratives, I'm going to go tactics as well. Tactics Ooh, was incredible. Okay. Got it, got it. Yeah, I uh, six and tactics. I feel are my big blind spots. Uh, I've played like my favorite is nine. I like I grew up Nine's on great. I grew up on seven and nine. I've played like most of them, but the ones I know I really need to hit are six and tactics for sure. Especially tactics because yeah. I love like tactical RPGs, but. Oh, you'll love it. You'll love it. It's also uh, uh, one of the darker Final Fantasy narratives. It definitely plays into that kind of uh, medieval European political intrigue and mm. and and goes into some of the elements like Xenogears does about, you know, faults and controlled religion. And Xenogears, another great game. Um, mm. I still listen to that soundtrack often. In fact, my writing, my my writing. Let me pull this up here because I have a a playlist that I put on whenever I'm writing, and it is primarily. Let's see, it is Chrono Trigger Symphony. Okay, nice. With some Chrono Cross songs in there, Castlevania Symphony of the Night soundtrack. Um, Wild Arms, another great RPG from mm. the PlayStation era. Uh, some Elder Scrolls, uh, Demon Souls, Twist of Metal, and a whole shit ton of Xenogears. So, uh, damn, that's a solid lineup. I think so. Mm. Um, but yeah, I it's man. I, there have been some bad RPGs that I played, but just like out of spite, I didn't want to be defeated by them, so I still saw them through to the end. Sure, sure. There was a real shitty RPG. I think it was like the first JRPG that came out for the PlayStation when it hit called Beyond the Beyond. I think I've heard of it, but it's I, I'm not familiar. Bad, mm. remain unfamiliar. It's it's real bad, and it had an actual game breaking bug where like half the time you reached a point and just couldn't progress anymore. Oops. Huh. That's um, fun. But it's one of the few games that I, I early into it, I knew how bad it was, but I I would not allow it to beat me, and so I defeated it. I remember like spiking the controller in my bed and being like, "That's right, you suck." <laughs> yeah, you know, looking back at like how much time we had 
as youths. Like, thinking back to all, not even just terrible games I played, but even just generic games <laughs> that I played to completion. And thinking about all that time. And there'll be games I look back on and I go, I played that game. I don't remember a single moment from that game. <laughs> not a, not even, like, one happy memory. Not even a bad memory. Just, uh, I know it, it's just, I got to check off a box that I played it. But it maybe cost me 30 hours of my lifespan. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, these days, a game really has to... I don't play nearly as many video games as I did. Um, like the ones I do, I get super obsessed with and play like to almost hundred percent completion. But I'm very behind on like keeping up with video games these days. Board games is where I decided to put all my focus in because it lets you like play whole games in a sitting, essentially. Yeah, uh, totally. And and I have a very um, sort of. One big facet of my personality is checking things off lists. Like, uh, ooh, like on Board Game Geek. I don't know if you're familiar. It's a website where you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Board Game Geek. They have the top hundred, and it's like my one of my goals is to play everything on the top hundred, and it's that never changing top hundred too. So, but I think I only have like what five, six, seven titles left, which is doubly frustrating because the fucking covid like <laughs> i was so right. close i was so close and then it, it, it and then it changed and i was like how are these fucking people playing raiding who are, are they go like breaking curve i don't know anyway i was right. pissed yeah, i was like <laughs> how could this possibly how do you know this is a good game but um yeah so that's been the, that's something i liked or like uh um <laughs> back when i was a kid i was like i'm going to play every video game on uh metacritics top and looking back at that, I'm like, I'm like, what are you talking about how could you how could you possibly ever do that uh hey hey it's about setting goals doesn't mean they got to be realistic true true um <laughs> man. what's the what's the worst board game you've played <laughs> one that made you just fed up Ooh, you know let me pull up board game geek real quick like there are some i'm curious uh there are some real been some real fucking stinkers. So, <laughs> the, I'm so I'm also very obsessive about like um, got to make sure I rate every game I played. You know, so I think Board Game Geek has listed. I think I have every single game I've played on here. Do That's you want to take? A, do you want to take a stab at how many you think I've played? Oh man, uh, hundred. Uh, uh, <laughs> I own more than a hundred. Uh, Two hundred, six hundred sixty. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Yep. Oh God! Yeah. You're six games away from breaking the seal of the apocalypse. I know, right? <laughs> I'll just screen cap that one. Uh, yeah. No, I like when I get into something, I get into it hard. Uh, and you know, I was talking. I was talking to uh. Actually, I don't know when these are coming out in what order. Any a guess, a previous guess. We were talking about collecting uh, stuff. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Fuck it. Anyway, a guest at one point that I talked to before or after this episode, we were talking about collecting, and collecting is something that I also get really into. Uh, mm-hmm. so, and so board games have this double problem of like, uh, I love to collect, but I also love to play. 
Um, but I don't collect just to collect. Like, I get rid of a lot of games uh, if I'm like, oh, I'm not going to play this anymore. Um, but what's also fun about board games is because you can play them in one sitting. Like, if I go to, like, a convention or if I go to, like, um, like a board game cafe, like, you can just pick out a few games and you play, like, some complete games in a day. And that's just, <laughs> like, you get some nice fulfilling experiences that way. Um, but to answer your question for worst games, okay, let's see. Excluding any, like, actual, like, children's games and stuff. Right. Um, oh, I mean, this is, a this is like, a well-known one. You know that Oregon Trail card game? I know of it, yeah. It's dog shit. Don't play it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it fucking sucks. Like, uh, it's, oof. I, uh. I, you know, because Oregon Trail is all about, oh, you know, died of dysentery. And, I, you know, I went into it expecting, you know, oh, it's going to be, like, probably a little unfair. But it's not even in, like, a fun way. It's just sort of, like, a tedious way. Um, so. And we're that, not looking for accuracy in the Oregon Trail. It's not supposed to be six months of nothing but movement. Jesus. Right. That one, that one blew ass. Uh, let's see what some <laughs> other ones. Um, oh, here's another one that's pretty popular. Uh, have you ever played Boss Monster? Boss Monster, I I have, yeah. I'm not a big fan. What are your thoughts on it? Kind of same. I mean, okay. it, it was it was an interesting idea. Um, mm. and it was it was a a decent one time playing it. Mm. And it has sat in my sh- my game shelves since. So, um, I think that's that's a sign that it's it's not for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've only played it a couple times. Um, my uh, my brother in law ha- had it, and we were playing it. And um, I, you know, I, I I will give any game a shot. Like I'm not a snob. Like I'll yeah. And I've been often been very surprised. Like sometimes a game that I think is gonna be whatever, like even like maybe it's a a licensed game or whatever, it turns out to be like way more fun than I was expecting. Uh, right, I often right. find in a lot of cases, it's not necessarily that, um, oh, it's not quote-unquote uh, complex or weighty enough for real gamers. It's not like, that's not my problem. It's like, in fact, I think oftentimes a lot of these games overstay their welcome, but don't have enough going on to warrant their length. Like, they're trying to, like, stretch it out or, like, appear, you know, or it's like, I actually would rather it be simpler if you're going to be simple. Boss Monster for me is one of those games kind of in that area where there's a little bit too much, like for what it is, which is the very light sort of card game thing, there's a little bit too much going on out of your control and to learn. And when I realized, I think I I won the game without doing anything, (laughs) I was like, oh, bad design okay like <laughs> like i did i li- you i literally did nothing and i won that just goes to show that this is all just a bunch of ra- uh completely useless bells and whistles surrounding a very random engine uh yeah that's real bad yeah it was pre- i was like woof and you know uh, at the time <laughs> i was thinking i'd be like yo this game sucks but i was like hmm I think I'm good on Boss Monster for now. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I think those are two that are like well known because I don't want because you know I've played some like lesser well known games that have been pretty bad, but I'm not necessarily gonna like shit on them because you know they're like lesser known. They're already kind of struggling. 
but I don't feel <laughs> bad about Oregon Trail, the card game. That one is like in Target, so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they'll be and, fine. They'll and survive. also what it's fucking like Pressmen. Like, I think Pressmen will be fine uh, if I uh, uh, make fun of one of their games. Um, I think there was another <laughs> companion game they did that was like maybe a little better, but um, I mean, stop me if talking about board games bores the shit out of you. But no, no, I uh, love the shit. Like Target's selection, I don't know. I don't know the last time you've been in the Target board game aisle, but <laughs> wow. uh, but <laughs> I actually uh, had uh, last I time was the last time. One of the times I visited my parents last, uh, I've been trying to get my parents into board games, and it's actually mm-hmm. been working because they they have no interest or experience <laughs> whatsoever. But you know, I'm like, I think I can find stuff that they will enjoy, and I've actually managed to have a pretty good uh, success record. Um, but like, you know, I'm going to uh, bum fuck nowhere, Michigan. Like right. they live in a very small town. The only place that's going to sell anything is Target. But Target's selection has been really has really impressed me, actually. Really? Like, okay. Yeah, I am. It is like legit as good as some bad board game stores I've seen. Like, <laughs> like you can get like Seven Wonders. You can get like, uh, um, oh yeah, you know a like a, some pretty like pandemic you know you can get like like very solid like you know games there and even some more complex stuff um, yeah wow so it's been as somebody who's been a big trying to you know get more people to live board games and get people into the hobby it it warms my heart to see that like good games are being like more widely available to like the general populace you know to the more casual and then you know because it's and it's interesting because as a kid like i loved board games as a kid um like i don't know did you were you big in well i'm sure you were i don't know i think i have to i can assume you probably (laughs) were yeah yeah yeah, well, we used to have family game nights were like a, a big bonding thing with my folks and my brother. Like we'd a lot of the classics, you know, the the started with Yahtzee and Clue, but like mm. we went started going into more games like Taboo and yeah, social yeah. games, Boulder Dash. So that that was kind of my start. And then I began to realize like, oh, there's there's games with more intricacy and mm. some aspects of narrative to it, and that's kind of where it took over. Do you remember the first designer game, like as an adult? It doesn't have to be an adult because I also I didn't get into it when I was an adult. I think I was pretty young. That you mm-hmm. that you were like ooh like oh board games can be more than just you know uh, very simple family games. Do you remember the first one? Uh, the first one was Risk, very mm, classic. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was it was a step, meaning I was like oh there's like tactics here. Sure. Um, that I you know reminded me, it's tough to go to to Risk after you've played like. You know, StarCraft. Um, <laughs> right, right. Or or actually, you know, like early Age of Empires or, sure. you know, a lot of those early games that are pseudo-based on it. But, like, uh, I remember getting into to Risk, thankfully, before those things. Uh, mm. And it's getting into anything. I played a couple times. But it's Risk also takes a long time, and it breaks friendships, depending on <laughs> yeah. who you're playing with. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that kind of began to open me up to uh, – trying to think what else came after that – um, 
Yeah, I think mo- most most of the designer board games I didn't really get into until later because around the time that I would have discovered them was when somebody got me caught into Warhammer Fantasy mm, okay. and gotcha. started started to play miniature wargaming for a time there, and that that becomes its own obsession. Sure, sure. Playing off earlier, mentioning Pandemic, uh, I made the mistake of getting Pandemic Legacy from my brother and his wife for Christmas this past Ooh. year. Oh, this and then, past year. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and so right around March, I just get a text from my brother being like, thanks. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't know. <laughs> Have you played Pandemic Legacy? I started playing it, but we, we didn't keep up with it so much. Uh, it's okay, okay. It's fun. I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I, I loved the Pandemic Legacy Season 1. I have Season 2, but I have not started that. Um, What was I saying before I was going to make a point? But I... It was the beginning of uh, kind of early designer games. Yeah, I think it was before that. Fuck it. I don't know. Who cares? Um, That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, just... Uh, I mean, I can talk uh, board games forever and forever and forever, but um, <laughs> one thing I've been like... Um, interested and not to put you on the spot. Uh, is there anything you would like to talk about or ask me? If not, oh, man. don't worry about it. Just, <laughs> I, I, we, we can just. But you know, sometimes I feel like um, in these sort of you know podcast things where like you know you're you're a guest. You know, maybe I I I, I often feel like. <laughs> I maybe pepper too much of like, oh, what's your what's your favorite what's your favorite Final Fantasy? What's your favorite video game? But like, right, you right. know, yeah, I want to give you no, you know the opportunity if you'd like, and on that, but at the same time, it's not your fucking responsibility to like come no, up no, with, no. you know, it's all good. I, yeah, no, I'm actually, you, yeah, what's up? So I'm actually kind of curious because, um, you know, I'm, I was a fan of your your work back in the day, like back when you when you began posting videos and doing vines and stuff like sure. that. You know, it sung my wee part and. Uh, uh, so I just wanted to kind of get a perspective, like how, and being super happy to to have you booking all these great projects and being alongside you in a lot of these projects now. Like, how's mm. how's that been? How's that been? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's been, <laughs> it's been. I mean, so uh, for me, that was always the goal was uh, voice acting. Mm-hmm. Um, I before any sort of online uh, notoriety or whatever you call it. Uh, uh, that was from like high school. That was always a dream of mine was to get into mm-hmm. voiceover, um, and so every I I I consider everything I've done up to this point as like whatever anything I've been working towards that in mind. And YouTube just sort of happened completely on accident. Uh, very just never expected this to be something that would ever take off, or you know. And I think in some ways it's been a benefit to me because i never went into youtube going this is my dream to become a a youtuber or a uh, right <laughs> or an a internet celebrity like i think having it thrust upon me accidentally and me going well that's cool but i'm still gonna do whatever the fuck i want uh, <laughs> right. i think it suited me fine and you know i'm very grateful obviously for uh you know people are, are very you know big fans of whatever content i put out but uh i've always considered myself an actor first and foremost um mm-hmm. and then it's been all just a slow steady climb over the years uh and then yeah i've it's it's 
I think a lot of people who a lot it's interesting because I I I can divide kind of my fans into like two separate groups. There are like the newcomers who like let's say they only know me for let's say YouTube or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and they go, oh yeah, oh, that guy, uh, he's the funny guy. Um, but then there are the people who have been following me since uh, early days when I've been like when uh, I, I actually got my start on uh, on Tumblr. If you're familiar with that oh, platform, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was actually where, uh, without that, uh, nothing would have happened. Not even voiceover, I think, because uh, that I started a Tumblr right after college. Because I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. All I know is I want to do voice acting. Um, and so I decided to do a thing where, and I had, no one knew who I was. And I was like, I'm going to make a Tumblr. I'm going to put one audio clip a day. Uh, and I'm just going to do this every day, even if I hate it. Even if I don't want to do it, I'm just going to do it. And I did it for years. Uh, and everything started from that. That started, like, um, the audience group started from there. So, you know, I'll sometimes get, like, uh, comments from people like, man, I saw it back in, like, 2012. I was This guy was doing Tumblr posts, and now he's in this game. Oh, man, brings a tear to my eye. And I'm like, yo, brings a tear to my eye, too. Because I spent up. so many wakeless nights going, is this ever going to fucking happen? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, how, how, what, am I a crazy person? That's, this is mm-hmm. never going to happen, but... Or like it's never gonna happen. Or like, or I mean, not never gonna happen because you know I I, I started in like indie games, you know. Yeah. And slow slowly started building up roles there, and obviously like in this business, like so much of it is who you know, right? Like if you can, mm-hmm. if somebody can vouch for you, or like, oh, hey, this guy's good, or like, or he's a good person and he's good to work with, you you know, I you you're recommended to people, so that's really where I kind of got my start. Um was that sort of thing. Not that you asked for my whole fucking biography, but no, I, I, I kind of did. Oh, I, I might not. I don't know. I just, <laughs> uh, I get, but you know, uh, so now like the past couple of years, it really has kind of felt like, man, okay. It, it, things have finally started to like really work out. And it felt it's, it was like years of just thankless, like almost like level grinding uh yeah to, get to this point but i love that yeah. i love that yeah i i it makes me happy for a number of reasons but also mm. you know i remember growing up you know doing acting is just a hobby and mm. being a huge nerd uh, as the mother big hobby mm. and thinking being able to merge the two together would be near impossibility mm. and then working hard at it and then be beginning to slowly meet people in the industry to sure. build a career and realize at the time it seemed like there weren't a lot of other geeks mm. in the industry i mm. felt kind of alone i was like the one that knew the context of the sure, projects we sure. were working on who uh already knew of the the the, the japanese version of the animated that had come out or yeah. already you know was had pre-ordered this game that we were working on and and it was a lot, a lot of surprises on the production side to be like oh you you know about this you <laughs> you understand I'm like oh yeah no but also not wanting to show my geek card too much in case that was you know somehow sure. they're like oh get out right <laughs> you're too right. nerdy for this <laughs> um and so i 
it makes me happy to see in just like just the past decade especially how many extremely hardworking actors uh, from all over are also geeks and either mm. are feeling more comfortable talking about it or just been unabashed from the very beginning and sure. are succeeding and now it, it feels like there is just this this plethora this this community of people that are just nerding out on our own projects that we get to do and it, yeah. it makes me happy uh i did not want to ask this question because i i wanted to try to avoid questions that i because you know there have been questions i've been asked one hundred thousand times but i am actually <laughs> i actually don't know how did you how did you get your start in voice acting i'm sorry <laughs> but i actually don't know uh, it's all good <laughs> yeah and i'm so sorry that i'm asking this no no question, it's all good but i actually don't, uh, don't know the answer i i kind of secretly unintentionally asked you the same question beforehand so i guess it's only fair sure. um long story short um my very first gig was doing Walla for the Fist of the North Star series. Oh, okay. Um, it's early dub for the company that at the time was called Anime. It's the same people that did like Trigun, mm. Cowboy Bebop. Um, but my dad was an audio engineer just mm. for general entertainment. He was one of the guys who would sync up the music and effects for uh, foreign films and dubs I and see. stuff like that. And so one of their clients was this company and he became friends with one of the producers there and they're both musicians and he had my dad come do some walla for fun because he needed people mm. to just do background voices you know hey you stop right right heads exploding stuff like that and so he started doing that for fun every now and then and one time he brought me with him because he knew mm. i was a huge anime nerd and was like why don't you come watch your old pop do some anime voices i'm like hell yeah yeah uh then the the director halfway through the session after talking during the break was like why don't you get in there as well and you know throw you 50 bucks for your uh your, your voiceover work i'm like yeah. sure mm -hmm. bright-eyed you know 18 year old was this something whatever. you would ever thought about doing or until that moment where you just like oh shit i didn't know this was a thing i could do I thought I would thought about it constantly. Ever since games like Metal Gear Solid came out that ah, had like really okay. good voiceover, I was like, "Oh, this is this is something that people are starting to really take seriously." Mm. And you know, early anime dubs were yeah wishy-washy right, so sure. it was nice to see more attention being put towards the quality of them and so it was something i thought would be cool to do but was never ever be a possibility mm. ever and so after this they stopped calling my dad and started calling me back to do background walla work and while it was small bits it was enough to make me think i could i could maybe take this seriously mm -hmm. maybe okay. did you have a and, background in acting at all I did. I did a lot of community theater and a lot of theater mm, at school. Okay, gotcha. um, but it was all hobbyist. I wasn't planning to become an actor as a career at the time. It was what very much like. What were you planning on maybe doing? Animator. Oh, animation. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I've been a big fan of art and animation my whole life, and uh, did the whole studio art AP classes in school. Sure. Was accepted to CalArts to go into their two D three D animation program, and was like that was going to be my life. Uh, just because I loved animation. And uh, I realized the very last minute that maybe it wasn't what I wanted to do. Sure. And before I threw myself into extensive amounts of eternal debt, <laughs> right, um, right. I went ahead and put the kibosh on it to just like work for a few years, yeah. uh, which turned into many years of working. But uh, you turned out eventually. Okay. 
<laughs> Turned out okay in the end. Yeah, yeah. Turned I think you're okay doing. I think you're doing these now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of how it started. I just once I had the that little possible flavor on my tongue, I was like, uh, maybe this is something I can do. And so it was many, many years of hitting the pavement, taking classes mm. and workshops, and honing and trying to to audition and meet people. And I finally got an opportunity. I think it was in two thousand eight or so mm-hmm. around there where a friend of mine who was an artist at a game development studio was like they're doing auditions at my company today do you want me to sneak you on the list and i'm like yes please put me on there <laughs> and so i show up and the the voice director was chris zimmerman who mm-hmm. did metal gear solid and many many other games the recent spider-man games for sony sure and she was she liked the audition and was like okay have i worked with you before I'm like no she's like well, who's your agent because i didn't on the sheet you're supposed to put your agency on it and it was mm-hmm. just a blank because i didn't have one i yeah. felt like such a doofus I'm like i don't i don't have an agent she's like well we're gonna we're gonna change that and so Ooh. she recommended me and uh, i owe i owe a lot to, to chris she she kind of helped really kick things off sure sure uh that's it's very interesting like uh i feel like you are like the bridging gap between there's like different sort of like because you know i know you know i know a lot of other voice actors and there's a different mm-hmm. there's like almost like some different generations right there's like right not i don't want to say the old guard but let's say there's there are some actors who like you were saying they don't know the material they're just like ah, i just kind of went in like i knew a guy he's like want to do some voices for some japanimations <laughs> like yeah sure and then i did <laughs> right yeah and then there's my gen- what i consider my generation where a lot of us started online, like, you know, like on mm-hmm. forums, just like, you know, oh, man. And, you know, you know, a lot of <laughs> a lot of work in voice actors. Now, I won't name any names, uh, but they, you know who you are if you're listening to this. Uh, <laughs> we all started from from those uh, humble beginnings and like, you know, aspiring voice actor, that sort of thing. And so oh, it's, yeah. just inter- it's just interesting, like, like there's the the actors who just kind of fell into it and they were good at it and it paid the bills. And then there's like a generation that were like, this is everything I want in my whole life. <laughs> like, I, mm-hmm. this is my absolute dream. And I feel like you're like uh, still part of that half, but like, it's like kind of interesting. Like maybe one of like right before like us or something like that. No, that's an interesting point. Yeah, I guess, I guess it would be. Cause I, I like to your point, it, it felt like that. I felt like, what, am I the only one here that is a huge nerd? Do I talk about this? Yeah. Is now <laughs> all, of, all the, all of us are just fucking insufferable nerds now. Hell like, yeah. yeah. But I it's great, it. right? Yeah. Like <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> I I, of, I often find um like uh not to get into like what networking is or whatever the hell that is, but like I often find I'm much more interested to get to know a person not based off what they've done in professionally, but like mm-hmm. if I hear they like Oh wait, you did like uh, Utena cosplay when you were in high school? Okay, I would like to get to know you a little more. <laughs> like <laughs> you, oh, oh, you, oh, you play board games? Hmm. Maybe Straight we up. Should, uh, maybe we should uh, hang out sometime. Uh, Completely like, agreed. Oh, like, cosplay, man. Oh shit, you got some cosplay stories? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, think, I was. Oh wait, I think I remember. But go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, no, just at the same time that I was doing all this stuff, I was also cosplaying at conventions all since like 2003. Like mm. a lot of my good friends to this day, I met at a lot of, you know, anime conventions across the US and on online forums of cosplay.com and stuff like that. Mm. 
What was your so pride like, and yeah. joy? My pride and joy would have been a Sephiroth cosplay oh, that I did. Shit. Did you post a photo of that at one point? I think I might have when it, when it somebody was asking about it. But yeah, I, was, I did I remember, a bunch of Final Fantasy I cosplay. One of your cosplay photos and be like, yo, that's fucking legit. Dude, uh, I miss those days. Like, it, there's something about the the craft, like the 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 challenge of trying to recreate something drawn by an artist with no intent for it to ever be realized in physical form, mm-hmm. and going, "No, fuck you, artist! I'm gonna make this, and it's gonna look okay." Yeah, uh, and then have it last for four hours, which is all you need for a photo shoot, <laughs> and it crumbles in your hotel room. But yeah, I, I miss those days. Yeah, no, I I mean, I I loved you know when I back when I was you know going to cons for fun like. Uh, one of my favorite things to do was like, you know, take pictures of cool cosplays, right? That was Hell always yeah. like, uh, not to sound like a fucking douche, but uh, kind of like, and you, I know you absolutely know where I'm coming from with this, but like, is, don't you miss being able to just kind of walk around a con floor? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Without yeah. having people ask for your photo. Uh, yeah, it, I uh, do. I, cause I genuine, like, I just remember, you know, going to cons as, as a, as a kid and me, you know, uh, I don't know what your, my go, my con highlights were cool panels, taking pictures of cosplay. And then when the 3DS street pass was a thing, getting the puzzle pieces, <laughs> uh, Hell yeah. yeah, like that was all I was, about. and then, and then, um, over the years, like, you know, it would gradually, you know, it's people start to recognize you more and more and more and now it's like i'm like i can't go to a con anymore <laughs> unless yeah. unless i'm being paid uh and and in which case i still usually i'm just like uh have to be escorted or whatever and i i realize that sounds like some kind of stupid humble brag but it's not it's actually more of just a sad complaint <laughs> no no it's yeah. it's totally viable i it's it's funny i i got i got into this industry and and wanted to do the work i do both critical role and voiceover wise because it's just it's it's an artistic endeavor that sure. i felt would be fulfilling and it is and i'm i'm so thankful for the opportunities that have been afforded and the things that i've been able to do um my least favorite part about all of it is the attention mm-hmm. um i i don't like being quote unquote famous i don't mm. like you know having a lot of eyes um, putting you on a pedestal or scrutinizing sure, you sure. or, you know, all, all these things that are, I'm, I'm generally a pretty private person mm. and I've been put in a position where I don't have a choice, which yes. is, which is unique, but trying to do the best I can with what I have and, you know, put some good energy out there. But I do miss that. I, I miss being able to just walk around a convention, go around the dealer's hall and, and buy some, you know, probably knockoff stuff I didn't realize was knockoff. Um, <laughs> uh, being able to to see all my friends in their costumes and take cool pictures with them, right. being able to go to panels about, uh, you know, the, the various Japanese directors come over to talk about the inspiration for an anime. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there are, there are many aspects of that that I missed. There was last year, at, it was last year or the year before, I think it was last year at Gen Con, I had grown a beard out for the first time mm-hmm. in a while. Mm-hmm. I got a pair of glasses and like a, a trucker hat. And managed to walk the floor incognito successfully for the majority of it. And it, it felt very nice to Damn. just kind of blend in. I mean, my, people tell me I should wear like a mask, but it's like, I don't want to wear a mask the whole time. Yeah, like, it, yeah it, shit's uncomfy. It's not, not uncomfortable. <laughs> um, 
I mean, okay, don't get me wrong, people. I totally, you know, meeting people is great. Like, and taking pictures is great. Like, I'm not saying don't approach me. Uh, it's definitely, but uh, it, it can be, if it's like a lot, a lot, a lot of people in a row, anyone will get, you know, physically tired. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's emotionally overwhelming at a certain point, and and like you said, it's it's not a lack of appreciation for it by any means. You know, sure, we're sure. we're both very thankful for for being in the positions we're in, um, but we're also human beings with limits, and <laughs> uh, and we're huge you know nerds who grew up loving these experiences, and that the experiences changed for us in a way that maybe we didn't anticipate. And so it's just a it's like a minor grieving process almost. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think. I feel from, you know, what you've been telling me that, you know, neither of us got into this uh, for fame, right? Like, it, it, yeah. was, it was about the pursuit of, uh, you know, a creative path. And what kind of happened along the way was, oh, this sort of accidental, which I find is a, 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 a lot of people, you know, uh, uh, that I am friends with who have big audiences it's the same exact sort of situation right it's like you were just doing mm -hmm. following something you wanted to do in fact i probably wouldn't be friends with someone if they were just like i want to be famous just to be famous like mm -hmm. uh so it, it, the most people that i know or all the people that i know in similar situations it's it's like the same sort of story at the same time i'm like oh boo hoo people know who you are because you do yeah. cool shit <laughs> like i always i always have to keep myself in check of like Man, you're don't, but you know, you, you like 10 years ago, uh, would have killed for this. And you, should, so I think, I think also what's important, uh, is to just, uh, appreciate and take the time to appreciate things that happen and whatever that happened along the way. Uh, definitely, and, uh, definitely, yeah. Um, well, we're almost at an hour. Is there any any last nerdy shit you wanted to talk about? Or? Oh man, oh man, oh man! I don't get I get in like super nerdy conversations. What I know we said earlier things that are really bad you don't necessarily remember because mm. uh, understandably you force it from your brain. What is the worst RPG you've played? Like 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 video game RPG. Worst video game RPG. That's a good question. Do you have an answer while I'm thinking? I mentioned Beyond the Beyond earlier. I oh, yeah, Beyond the Beyond. Yeah, yeah. Pretty infuriated with that one. Um, oh, I feel that, like that's a good answer. Yeah, that, that one's burned into my memory. So, I like, I like whenever it comes up, and so it's just like bad games, like RPGs, JRPGs in particular, that one, I have like a, like a deep scar on my soul that I could look at and be like, yeah, I've been through the war. <laughs> um, Nothing worse comes to mind. It's all just like stuff that was mediocre um like what are some mediocre ones you know i actually don't even hate this game as much as other people do but uh mm -hmm. i played final fantasy 13 don't remember a single thing that happened in that game. <laughs> to me to me that is a game that happened and i played it after all the hate of like it's always and you know i actually didn't even care that much and I think, and you know, I, I enjoyed it fine all, you know, as I played it through, but thinking back on it, yeah, I don't remember a single thing that happened in that game. 
I think uh, I'm in the same boat. You're totally right. Like played through it, and it just left no impression on me. Yeah, and that's almost worse because <laughs> I don't know. even have I don't even have like a fun story about it. It's just I played it, <laughs> uh, and it was a long game. Uh, there was even one point where I, it, that was I think the only time my Xbox red ringed, and I lost mm-hmm. hours of data. And I oh, so dude. having to play sections of that game again. Whoa, that was rough. Um, That's tough. Yeah. I've only, I've only rage quit Final Fantasy XI, which was the first online one they did. Mm, okay. Uh, I remember being super excited. They were doing an online MMO of Final Fantasy, and you know, stylistically, it was beautiful for the time, and had some great music, and and coming on to that after years of playing other RPGs, I was super or online RPGs. I was super excited to check it out, and it was fun at first, and then the the longer you went, the longer you realized it just, it was designed, I don't have no better way to explain it. It was designed for the otaku that didn't do anything else. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so to, to really advance in the game, you had to put so much time into it and have so much patience. Mm. Uh, every fight was a do or die fight. And when you die, you lost experience points and could like level down. And sometimes you die because someone in the party or even another party was just being dumb and trained a monster to you. And you got wiped out and lost an hour and a half worth of mm. uh, progression because of one small mistake. Yeah. And then because the servers were closer to Japan than America, but they were all on the same server. Uh, whenever a rare enemy with like a super powerful item would spawn, it would spawn first for the Japanese players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the English ones. And in that game, whenever you hit something, you tag it so that you, any drops couldn't be stolen from you. So that meant mm. anything that was worth camping for good items were immediately tagged by the time they spawned for you. And I remember got so frustrated with it that I paid for like a fishing bot online. Yeah. And just fished a bunch of fucking moat carp for a month while I was working and then uh-huh. sold it for a lot of gill and then eBayed my account for 400 bucks. And that was the end of my Final Fantasy XI gaming experience. Damn. That's great. Why don't we end on some positivity? What? Yeah. So speaking of the worst stuff, but let's let's go. Let's maybe recently. Uh, what's a video game that you really, really enjoyed? I feel like I'm I'm shouting to the choir here but uh this is hades has been huge ah, recently shit. my my wife is constantly be like you gotta play this game like uh i love roguelikes and from what i it's a roguelike right it's like a yeah i mean it, it's the closest you could attribute a genre to mm-hmm. yeah but like story driven uh and apparently lots of things to check off like lots of lists to complete so oh, yeah it absolutely sounds up my alley you gotta play it. It's a beautiful game. The art style and art design is incredible. The gameplay is actually really smooth. Um, mm. The progression factor on it just is exciting. Um, and narratively, it's super well written. Uh, the voiceover in it is really good. Mm. And they've managed to work out a roguelike gameplay loop into the story and yeah, recorded yeah. so much VO and have so many lines written for this that, you know, you could have beaten it 50 times and you're still uncovering new conversations wow. and elements of dialogue. And it's phenomenal. Highly recommended. Damn. I'll have to. I mean, it's been on my playlist anyway, but uh, and I feel like it's an absolute. It's going to be like a slam dunk when I do play it. Yeah, um, and it's great. It's like like, and it's the kind of game where you could, if you got an hour in the middle of the day, and you just want to blow off some steam, just 
do a playthrough. Like it's, I, I love. It's one of the few games in a long time that I feel like I can sit down, you know, for a break sure. and and complete a fulfilling experience, and then go about the rest of my day. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, on my end, what's a game I played recently? Oh, I got one more thing to say after this. But uh, okay. for uh, the game, I uh, you ever heard of For the King? I've heard of it. I don't know much about it though. It's pretty fun. It's basically a co-op. It's like half board game where it's like a it's an randomly generated map, and it's like there's just like little little things that pop up like little towns and quests, and you're doing like a main story, and you play as a it. But the actual combat is turn based, but it's cooperative. So you each take control of a different party member. It's like very mm-hmm. simple, but like gives you oh actually. No, I don't want to say fuck that because For the King is fun. Oh, the game, been, <laughs> the game I've been really getting into, how could I forget, yeah. is fucking Divinity 2. Uh, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah. Which, interestingly enough, I was just about to say, For the King feels like a the super light version of Divinity, but Divinity we were oh, describing it. I was about to say, it feels like a, it sounds like a light Divinity, so. Yeah, I yeah. was like, we've been going hard on Divinity, and I've been, I've been loving the shit out of that. Uh, so, yeah. Both games are great. Couch, couch co-op, two of you? Uh no, we're playing online. Uh, we have oh, a gotcha, we, gotcha. we got a party of four. Uh, oh nice! But it's uh, who have you have you played it like a lot? Oh, me and my wife played through uh console couch co op together. Um, mm. deeply, just like scoured through the entirety of it. Uh, I think last year, and God, it's so good. We play <laughs> like a bunch of imbeciles who just stumble into every scenario. <laughs> not understanding what's going on, kill everybody, and then just loot. That, like... Perfect. Like, we try to be, like, you know, kind of... Uh, good's a strong word, but, like... Like, for our rule, our rule so far has been any magisters, fuck them. Fuck the police. <laughs> <laughs> like, we don't need any excuse to just, on a drop of a hat, all right, kill that magister. Uh, we I I, that. we don't care. Oh, it'll be, will it be easier if this magister is dead? You know, kill that magister. Uh, I love it. Yeah. Now, there's, there's I, I, I will say, of, of Divinity, it has some of my favorite things, and then it has some of my favorite not great things, if that makes any sense. And I have friends at Larian, so I apologize in advance. Mm. Um, but the romance options and the romance trees in it are... Mm progressively more awkward as they go <laughs> okay and I, and I remember me and my wife when we were getting towards the end of the game uh the, the a love scene triggered between uh one of the npcs and my character where it felt like we really did not lay the groundwork for it like <laughs> it, it, we were just okay. like whoa whoa what is happening whoa how i don't I only have the option to say no. What? I don't. And then it, and then it just got into like a really weirdly graphic sex scene. <laughs> but it, but it was all audio, so the characters are oh. still just standing facing each other next to the bed, and then they're audio performing, and you have to like do input to like switch positions and shit. Oh and I was my like, god! I was like, what is happening? We're just laughing so hard at this entire sequence. I and, uh, really want to unlock this now. It was hilarious. <laughs> I recommend you can go on YouTube and look up different uh, love scenes. I can't remember which which character it was for. It was for one of the, I was the the dwarf, mm-hmm. and she and the NPC was the uh, the female uh, character with like the the dark spirit inside her. It's oh, like okay. yeah, an yeah, L yeah. name. I remember. Yeah. Um, 
but it was it it came out of nowhere and was like went way too far it was super awkward and when it when, when the scene was over my wife sat there kind of in stunned silence for 30 <laughs> seconds and went well that happened <laughs> oh fuck i really hope we unlock it i've only had oh, i've had one sex scene so i'm playing as the red prince and gotcha. uh i like we were like in a tavern and then the bartender was like, hey, you want to go get some, you know, what? And I was like, oh, you know I do. And then it turned out to be like a weird dream lizard. I don't know. It was huh. very it was very interesting. Uh, but anytime and there's any possible chance of sex, one of us always goes for it. Like, I don't know if you do encounter the witch. Well, this is very generic, like very vague. There's a witch in a cave who can, like, who, like, uh, is surrounded with rotting death. Anyway, there's a witch in a yeah. cave surrounded by rotting death. And uh, as soon as there was a possibility that one of us could make out with her, we were like, okay, let's do it. And then she started vomiting <laughs> bugs down their throat. And, and, and then it was like, you know, even better. Uh, <laughs> I mean, when, when in cave, you must make out. Exactly. Uh, well, shit. Uh, one last thing before we wrap yeah. up. Just want to say, yo, you're fucking Majima. Like, I don't know, oh, I don't know how familiar you are with Yakuza, but that is an honor, uh, dude. I, I, I feel that I've, I look like looked up the character mm. when, uh, when, when they told me because I mean the only thing I've ever been dubbed like 13 years ago once, mm-hmm. and it was Mark Hamill. Yes. Yep. So no pressure there, <laughs> right? Um, but uh, but yeah, he, he has this long legacy throughout the series, and is this amazingly ridiculous, over the top character, and and it was just like, a, okay, well, first off, is do we have a primary, you know, Asian English cast? Okay, he has a small role in the game. Okay, uh, then sure, I'll, I'll give it a shot and see if it works out, and uh, it's a huge honor. I'm super excited. Uh, you fucking killed it. Like, it was great. And I don't know if you have not played Yakuza 0. I know you don't have free time. Like, but let's pretend, <laughs> let's pretend you do. Uh, Yakuza 0 is one of the best games I've played in the past couple of years. It is truly phenomenal. So, if you ever have the downtime, you should absolutely play it. And you'll get to see how good Majima is, especially in that game. Oh, I'm excited. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, con- th- congrats to you, by the way, for rocking into that game as well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, I uh, was very excited. Yeah, I had done. Were you in uh, Judgment, too? I worked in Judgment as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did Judgment. I was very excited about that. But it's, you know, a mainline Yakuza. I was, it's you know, as a Yakuza fan, I was like, ooh, you know. It, it hit a little different, you know? <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I was I was very excited. Um, totally. Hell yeah, man. Which, by the way, if you're listening to this, I don't know when this is coming out, but go play Yakuza Like a Dragon. Uh, not sponsored, but just go play it because we're in it. Why not? Heard it here. Yeah, Boom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, this, was, this has been great. Thank you very much for uh, taking the time to sit down. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It's I, we mentioned a little bit of messages about this, but like our circles continued to just orbit and occasionally cross over, sure. and we have so many mutual friends. And we worked on mutual projects, and it was just like, man, man, it'd be fun to just like 
talk. Yes. Yeah. And so when you messaged me, I was like, yes, perfect. This I've been waiting for this chance. So I'm yeah. so excited. Thanks yeah, for when I just, And like I said, when I started this podcast, uh, the first people, I'm like, who do I legitimately want to get to know? Well, easy. I just reached out. Uh, and I was very delighted uh, when you said yes. So, and it turned out great. So, yay! Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. Thank you.